0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue wire. The Arizona Cardinals select, Kyler Murray.
1: And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... Kyle
0: this year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Jackson himself. Look at him dart back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown! Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast, presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I am your host Blake Level. With me is my co-host Dylan Reagan. We're back here to uh, talk a little betting because uh, Dylan. I don't know if you noticed this, but there is nothing going on in the <laughs> NFL right now. Now, look, you know what's gonna, you know how this is gonna unfold. We're starting this episode with the thought that there is nothing happening in the NFL. In about fifteen minutes, whenever you know, we're almost through this episode. There's gonna be Aaron Rodgers gonna get traded um Something like that. That's just, we know how this works. So we've got our eyes on Schefter and Rappaport. Um, we've got our eyes on the Twitter uh, just to make sure. But for now, we're going to dive into the betting and specifically looking ahead at the division futures. So who is going to win uh, each of these divisions? We've got the betting odds here uh, from Bet Online. And uh, I think it's going to make for an interesting discussion, gentlemen, because as you look up and down this list, we're going to go through each of them not gonna spend a lot of time on some in particular because uh some pretty clear-cut uh who's going to win these but there are some interesting uh races and a couple of different uh, divisions when you look at it from the betting odds standpoint
1: yeah there's a few divisions that are definitely competitive and the odds reflect that other ones like you said that we feel pretty confident about who will win but maybe not the worst uh some teams that will go into having pretty good odds given what the actual strength of their schedule will be we know that there's always a lot of turnover with the playoff teams, let alone division winners. Almost every year, at least one team that goes from worst to first. Obviously, these odds don't exactly reflect that. So, But we'll look through all those kind of things, and you can definitely see some of the hedging. Like, I don't know if I how I feel about the Broncos having a little bit better odds to win the AFC West than the Chargers, but that might be – Aaron Rodgers related like you said hopefully at some point we'll have more to talk about on that front it's kind of gotten a lot quieter I know he's supposed to that that was like the most <laughs> the biggest news is that he's going to be on Center and Kenny Maine's last appearance next week so we'll finally get asked about it a little bit we'll see what happens there but yeah a lot of you know, eventually we'll get into some more of the player props and those kind of things but I feel like looking at the macro here because there are some things maybe where this is the time to to bet, I can look at kind of ways that some of these might even move over the as we get even closer to the season. You think things are set, but uh, still, still, you know, May nineteenth. When by the time you listen to this, May twentieth, a lot can change by the time the season starts.
0: Yeah, so we're just having fun with it with what we have right now. And um, as you mentioned, I I'd love for Rogers just to to give Kenny May the big final scoop there. Um, ESPN, just go on there and first first question, like, what are your future plans in the NFL? And Rogers comes out and said. Like He's got a Denver Broncos jersey or, a, you know, a Raiders jersey just right there with him. And um, wouldn't that be something? But uh, in all seriousness, let's look at some of these futures because um, they, they are pretty fascinating with some of them. But we're probably going to start, uh, we'll go to the AFC first and then we'll get to the NFC. Let's start with the AFC East. Um, the Bills currently, um, the favorites, as you would expect, um, minus 145 on the board right now at Online. Dolphins plus 350, Patriots plus 350, Jets plus 1,400. Dylan, I don't think any of us are going to be betting on the Jets, um, so I think that's a a safe bet, but I do think there is is some intrigue here um, when it comes to the Dolphins and the Patriots. Um, I think the Bills are clearly the best team of the division, but... I don't know. Like there's, there's just something that where I don't know exactly what this, how this division unfolds. I mean, I think we're more curious than anything when it comes to uh-huh. the Patriots and Dolphins, just given their off season additions. Um, but I don't know if that's terrible value there at plus three fifty for either one of those. I mean, I think for most people that maybe turns to the Patriots a bit more than the Dolphins, just because as we said, we've joked about it being Belichick's revenge tour. Um, but bills overall top to bottom offense defense they're the best team um i think they're going to win it but i can't say that if you're just going to throw out you know a little bit of money here or there, saying if you look up and down the line at these ones we're going to go through i can't say I, I would you know feel terrible about a, a bet on the patriots here in this particular setting
1: i yeah i mean the patriots are there's just a lot of even though i believe they're going to bounce back quite well on defense i think they made some good additions there and excited to see what they do. I mean, it just depends, I guess, for both of the Dolphins and Patriots about the quarterback play. I mean, we need to really see Tua, and obviously the Dolphins, I guess, could still make a a trade at this point. I'm not sure if that's the case. I feel like they're probably going to see what they can do with Tua this season. Him taking a pretty big jump from finishing 26th in Football Outsiders, D-Y-A-R, uh, Cam Newton even lower at 31st. So if Mac Jones comes in and, you know, sometime in the middle of the season starts playing really well, that's, that's one thing. I look at always strength of schedule and these kind of things. And this year, instead of just kind of, as we kind of talked about, all, we usually look at the strength of schedule based on uh, last season's records, which obviously these teams changed quite a bit. I, I like what uh, Warren Sharp and their website, Sharp Football Analysis, did in terms of looking at the forecasted win totals and r- ranking the schedules based on that. In th- that case, the Dolphins have easily the, the easiest schedule here at fourth in this division, fourth easiest schedule in the entire NFL uh, the, the Bills not too far behind the ninth Jets and Pats in the middle of the pack. So, yeah, like you said, the Jets, I, as much as I'm intrigued to watch them, it's just from a they're, they're a long way away is, uh, from contending in this division. There's clearly three teams above them at this point. And the Bills, I, I mean, I have so much confidence in them, obviously, after what they did last season. I only think Josh Allen's connection with all of his receivers and Stephon Diggs and that coaching staff. We thought that Brian Dable might get taken away. He ends up staying. I, I think that continuity makes Buffalo an easy pick at this point. It's really early again, but in terms of if you're going to make a bet, I I don't I want a little better odds. Like, the plus 350 is solid, but I'm like, give me like a plus 4 or 450 for maybe the Dolphins or Pats. Then I might bite on putting a little money on that. Just Miami, maybe I'm, maybe it's the schedule, but may, I have a lot of confidence in what they're able to do, even without, you know, Fitzpatrick played well, but not the, you know, not exactly fantastic quarterback play and still a 10-6 and six football team. I was in tough games last year. I think they could be an interesting one to possibly, you know, take that jump. And as we know in the longer season, injuries can play a big part. And the dolphins maybe are a team that I would, I would consider a bit more. I just, I'm not sure with the Pats until I see Mac Jones, I think they're going to compete for a, a wild card berth, but I just don't know about picking them to be like a eleven and six, twelve and five kind of team at this point. Whereas I could see Miami winning one or two more games.
0: Yeah. Either way, there's some intrigue there uh, with with both of those, I think, in in different areas. But uh, yeah, don't 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 bet on the Jets. Uh, that that's probably not advisable in this scenario. Um, But uh, we'll see. Uh, Let's just jump to the AFC West because I don't think we're going to spend much time on this one. Like the Chiefs are at (laughs) minus 250. The Broncos plus 400. The Chargers plus 600. Raiders plus 900. I think the reasoning is pretty simple here. Why the Broncos are plus 400, I think you have to believe is just the thought that Aaron Rodgers could be their quarterback. Um, Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I don't think that number is as low as it is. Um, The Chiefs at minus 250, that, I mean, again, I, I'm not picking anyone else to win this division, and I think this is pretty straightforward. That even if the Broncos were to get Aaron Rodgers, the Chiefs are still the pick here, and I think it's pretty, pretty basic uh, arithmetic when it comes to figuring out how they <laughs> how they get to that point to win this division.
1: Yeah, I as much as as we'll go through this maybe I know that most Super Bowl odds of Bucks are even higher than the Chiefs depending on where you look just because of the path in the NFC is easier um in terms of who like we can get to that kind of conversation who is really the second third biggest threat to Tampa Bay at this point but in the AFC the Chiefs and their division at least clear clear cut favorite it's again you'd have to see things with injuries I, I guess the chargers in 2018 almost beat them out for the division i think they both went 12 and 4 that year obviously a different charger team excited to see what the chargers can do um, like you're saying with the broncos uh that plus 400 looks weird but if they do get rogers and by all accounts they are the favorite if he does get traded uh, to get him they have the second easiest schedule based on the forecasted win totals in the entire nfl only behind the 49ers so I mean, that, that helps a bit, obviously facing Mahomes twice a year does not. And just, I mean, the Chiefs, as much as maybe, uh, you know, they have other some concerns with the depth in their secondary. They played really well last year with some guys that they picked up for cheap. Um, obviously, they, if they fix up the offensive line well enough, I know that uh, they can outscore pretty much anyone how of points they give up. We saw that in 2018 quite a few times. So they're, like you said, not really a – it's more of a – the intrigue starts with who might be a, a wild card team for me in this division, not who's going to be winning it.
0: Yep, I think that is the case. Uh, so if you're betting on an AFC West uh, division future, I don't think it would be smart, unless you just want to throw a flyer out there on the Broncos. Again, if you're doing it with the hope that this number only probably gets better potentially if they do get yeah. Aaron Rodgers. So that is something to keep in mind. So if you if you feel strongly that that's a possibility and or you just want to throw around uh, a few bucks or whatever, um, I don't think it's a bad idea to at least consider that uh, because, again, that number is only going to get – better if um you know he does wind up there so yeah. uh, that's something to keep in mind let's go to the afc north because uh, this one's a bit more um maybe hard to predict and the betting uh, views kind of go along with that <laughs> the ravens plus 135 the browns plus 145 the Steelers plus 380 Bengals 1400 so we're obviously not factoring the Bengals into this conversation but um i mean the ravens and browns is the two favorites here not a surprise i think based on last season um the steelers being a little bit further behind maybe to the point that they are right now that is something that i thought was a little bit glaring uh maybe Mm -hmm. just um i mean that's another one where i think probably in my mind the value there, the number only gets better, meaning that you know this is probably a, a sort of a, a scenario where if you're going to get it, now is probably the time to do it, um, because I think their number probably only improves. I may be wrong, unless there's an injury. So that's the thing too. Like, right, we don't know injuries and all that are going to. Yeah. Like, you have no clue. You're you're basically just throwing money here and just betting and hoping on anything. Like normal circumstances is kind of what we're looking at here. So, um, but nonetheless, I mean, it's this is an interesting one because you're obviously you're winning i mean you you're you know you're getting money back either way here on the ravens or the browns because you know they're not actual favorites here Uh Uh, they're plus money so um that's one where there's certainly value here if you feel strongly one way or the other about the ravens or the browns
1: yeah two teams that i i get why they're at the top i i know the steelers obviously won the division last year but as we saw over the, the last part of the season some of the issues that we had with pittsburgh started coming to fruition they did not uh, play particularly well against winning football teams. Uh, their offensive line, I'm still not convinced that it got necessarily fixed up this offseason. And just the strength of the Bravens and Browns is just so high. Uh, another part for the Steelers, that their schedule is one that, no matter if you look at based on last year's records for their opponents or the expected win totals, they're near the, the toughest schedule, actually the, the, the toughest schedule based on last year's records, uh, the second toughest based on expected records. So that part for Pittsburgh does not make it any easier for them obviously facing these two teams a couple times. Now the Browns have gotten over that hump and, you know, not just the, the week 17 game where Pittsburgh was sitting everyone, but actually beating them in the playoffs too. And the thing about the Browns is like, they had, I feel like every weakness that I thought that they had has been addressed and addressed. Well, I think they have a lot more leadership on defense. You get a guy that was calling all the plays uh, for the Rams defense and John Johnson, but beyond him, just, draft. They nailed all their other needs in my opinion. The offensive line was still really stout in just another year with Baker and Stefanski together. Get a little healthier too with the receiving corps. I I just the Browns are a team that and they have the third easiest schedule based on forecasted win totals. Ravens down at 23rd so a tougher schedule. That's maybe one edge to look at but Baltimore it's like it's hard to look at what happened with the Ravens and not feel confident what they were able to do over the last part of the season. I I, I understand I guess the gap. This is one where there's some teams we'll get to some other divisions where I look at Uh, One, I'll just say now that uh, with Seattle being the third favorite, I I maybe would be being a a little frisky with that one in terms of being like, man, a division winner last year that should maybe be respected a bit more. But with Pittsburgh, I get based on some of the factors in terms of the rosters, but also the schedule. Why? To me, they are, at this point, I, I look at the Ravens and Browns, based on what, who they have to the face and the where this, their rosters are going, I do feel a little bit better about both those teams.
0: Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one, I think, to see how that, that plays out. But like I mentioned, if you... If you have any sort of you know confidence in the Steelers, I think uh, it's not a it's not a bad idea to consider it, um, just based on knowing that that number is is pretty high in comparison yeah. to the other two right now. Um, and again, the thinking that potentially that number is only going to get you know better. Uh, from an odd standpoint, meaning that uh, you know, for a value, it's going to be probably as good as it could be right now. Um, so that's that's going to be one I think we have an eye on. Our eye on when you look at these division futures with the AFC North, because uh, you do have some teams that feel pretty lumped together there uh, in terms of how that could unfold. That brings us to the division of the podcast. Uh, our brand. The AFC South, and uh, I'll just tell you up front, I'm not betting any of these because um, there's no way I feel great about where these are at right now. The Colts, uh, currently the betting favorite to win the AFC South at minus 105, so not a huge favorite. Um, Titans, plus 150. Jags, plus 550. The Texans have the worst odds of any team in the NFL when it comes to uh, winning their division (laughs) at this point, Uh, plus 2,200. And again, that it's, it's not even close. Like there's only one other team that's even, even anywhere near that range, but even (laughs) they are still considerably ahead of the Texans. And we'll get to them in a minute. Um, But I, I I don't know about this. Like, uh, this is a weird one to me because I, I don't think the Jags are in the conversation. Um, I think it's the Colts or the Titans. I would be surprised, but I just you know how this works. like I don't trust the Colts or the Titans. so it's very hard for me to look ahead right now and think, okay, if I'm going to be someone that likes to bet these division futures, I want to do it on teams that I feel really confident about right now and it may work out. It may not. They could have an injury. Um, things may not go their way, but I don't feel that way about the Colts or the Titans. This is one of those this is one of those no. I'm like if I'm going to bet the AFC South, I'm going to do it um, five minutes before week one starts. Like, I, I'm not going to do it right now because I just, I have no idea what either of these teams look like next season.
1: If you want all the information that you can possibly get, <laughs> um, like you're saying. Because I, yeah, it's, I do feel pretty good that it's going to be one of those two teams at the top between the Colts and Titans. I, obviously, we've beaten to death the, the story of the the Texans' demise from, you know, a couple of years ago, almost making an AFC title game to where they are. And the Jaguars, as much as I'm again intrigued, maybe like the Jets in terms of seeing the rookie quarterback, the new coaching staff, and all these things, what they're going to be able to do, and how, what that, what it all looks like at the end of the day, they are not a team I'm considering in this, uh, in this race. But then between these two favorites, it's, it's, there's a lot of uncertainty. That's what, that's the reason why we want to wait till the end of the, the off season before looking at this because. I mean, the Colts is—they still have a balanced roster. Finished seventh in defensive DVOA. Added some pieces, which could help on that side of the ball. They've kept their coaching staff intact, so there's reasons. For that, and I, you know, was bullish on them last year. End up, you know, coming really close to upsetting the Bills in that wild card game. Uh, I, but at this point, it's just a, such an uncertainty. It's a lot of faith in Carson Wentz, man. It's like this guy was—obviously, yeah. he p- was playing at an MVP level only four years ago, but he was also playing at a bottom. You know, he's the worst, out of qualifying quarterbacks, the worst quarterback in DYAR from Football Outsiders, behind uh, Sam Darnold, Dwayne Haskins, Alex Smith, Daniel Jones. It's pretty, I mean, he ha- he was awful. So they, you're you're putting any faith that he's at least going to be back towards somewhere where, you know, uh, where we saw with Philip Rivers last year, who finished middle of the pack 13th in, in the same stat in terms of what he's able to control in the field. I mean, that was respectable, about as good as you could have hoped for Phillips. So man, that's a huge jump. Um, but the Titans, I guess at the same point, it's like, is, I would, then I'd be like, well, I for sure think the Titans have more stability, but man, they've lost a lot of guys. as we we've talked about off, I guess on offense, a lot of their key players are still there. Like I know Corey Davis is gone, but it's not like, you know, they have the, the at least the, the key big three there with Tannehill, uh, Derek Henry and AJ Brown. And, uh, I, I guess that could be sustainable. I know they lose Arthur Smith, but at least you have those guys in place where On offense, I feel decent about them. I just don't. I mean, they were pretty bad on defense by the end of the year, 29th in DVOA. I do not know how much better they got there, but it's like you said, this is a this division. I mean, (laughs) it has a chance to be like, how many wins do you think is going to take to get there? I mean, it might be uh, nine and eight is probably like maybe enough to win it. I don't know. Like one of these teams could end up benefiting from the fact they get to face. Their opponents six times in the in the division. I guess that does help their their record jump up a bit, but not exactly the easiest uh, one to pick. It's honestly, I'll just say, do a coin flip at this one if you're going to bet. But I'd yeah. probably wait, like you mentioned, until the season starts. This isn't like some of these other cases where you should jump on the odds now.
0: <laughs> I think the Jags are the most intriguing team in this division, and they're the team right now that's third. So that tells you what I think about the top two. <laughs> um, again, I'm not saying the Jags are going to win the division. I just think they're the most intriguing because yeah. of the possible yeah. possible ranges, I think. Like, I got I don't view this culture of the Titans as Super Bowl contenders in any way. Um, I don't view the Jags as a Super Bowl contender, but I'm like, if everything comes together for the Jags and Trevor Lawrence is fantastic and um, you've got a new offense and, you know, you try to plug in some holes on defense, maybe it's much more competitive than we think. So um, I, that's why, yeah, to, to me, I just don't think there's – there's any value right now um, in in doing any sort of outlook on this division because uh, it's just too, too, too many unknowns, I think, at this point. But yeah. um, let's jump to an easy one as we go to the NFC. The NFC South, which that's interesting to think. That's sort of an easy one. But um, that's where you have the defending Super Bowl champions. The Bucks, uh currently minus 175 favorites. Uh, the Saints plus 325. Falcons plus 600. Panthers plus 1,000. I don't think there's any debate about this one, do you? I mean, I, I feel like it's pretty no. pretty clear cut. The Saints, I feel like we're probably expecting to drop off a little bit. Um, I'm not saying they're going to be a bad team, but I don't think that they're going to be on the level of the Bucks, and, and I certainly can't say the same thing for the Falcons or the Panthers either. So
1: I, I don't like those odds for the Saints at all. Like, if I'm going to be betting on them, they need to be yeah. much better for me for the return than um, than the was it three twenty five? That's no, <laughs> no. I, I'm sorry, like I you know, I, it'll be interesting to see what they do, but they're a team that as similar to the Rams in terms of the middle class of their team being squeezed out by the cap falling off. I mean, there, there's a lot of guys that they have really, that are really talented, but beyond, they, they did lose some of that depth. Plus, obviously we don't know exactly what to expect from, uh, from Jameis under center, Taysom Hill under center. It's going to be an interesting time there in new Orleans and uh, another team that uh, in terms of the schedule, 26 the, based on expected records. Whereas you, Tampa Bay has one of the easiest schedules in the entire NFL. Just getting that finishing second in that division last year for Tampa really ends up helping them a lot this year with their matchups out of the division, not uh, you know, or the, the extra 17th game, but also the the games outside and the uh, the other two NFC divisions that they play. So it really helped their schedule there. Obviously, yeah. Tampa Bay, we just the continuity. And you looked at uh, by like week 10 on, Tom Brady was putting on. Putting up MVP caliber numbers once he really got a got the offense down, um, they they have all that stability. Only more talent, more years in the system where he's finally learning completely. So man, it's it's an easy as easy of a pick. And again, <laughs> again, we'll go over it maybe at the end of all these NFC divisions. But I I right now I'm having a hard time deciding on who my second NFC favorite to make the Super Bowl is. I really don't know, I, and that really is because of the Aaron Rodgers uncertainty. It would be the Packers if we knew he was yeah. going to be there. Um, but man, if, if he's not there, it gets it gets weird <laughs> really yeah, quick.
0: It, it does, and the odds reflect that. As you said, we're gonna get into it. I, I think right now, even at minus one seventy five, I would bet the bucks right now. Like I again, I know you're you know, you're putting some risk there, but I just feel like that confident that they're they're going to win mm-hmm. this thing. And, again, I don't know that that number doesn't get much more, um, you know, much worse from a betting standpoint. So, yeah, uh, yeah. so that's something to, to consider there. Uh, with that one, seems like a, a layup in terms of uh, who could win the NFC South. Let's go to the NFC North. You just mentioned, um, you know, the Aaron Rodgers situation. And the Packers right now, minus 140, they're the favorites to win this thing. Uh, Vikings plus 260 the Bears plus 325 the Lions plus 1600 I'm going to give you one right now um, that I am 100% confident on there is no way I am touching (laughs) the Chicago Bears at plus 325 what a number that is you want to talk about betters having some some faith in Justin Fields I do too but there is but but look hold on I say that as of I'm saying this as of right now now I think the reason why these numbers are where they are goes back to what we just said about the Broncos. Um, it is that hint that how quickly those numbers could change for the Vikings and the Bears if Aaron Rodgers is traded. Um, that's why I'm certainly not doing anything on the Packers front right now because even at minus 140, there's not a ton of risk there, but I I don't want any part of that, period, um, because then you get into even if he does come back. I just think there are some things that – not going to work. Like I don't know what it is. Like you just feel like it's it's setting up for one of those seasons that even if he's there, it could be really really weird uh, for how the Packers season goes. Um, so I want no part of the Packers, but I can see why the Bears and the Vikings are where they are. But if I'm t- if I'm touching one of those, I'm going the Vikings route versus the Bears route because I think that Bears one. I just I don't know. I I don't see yeah. them making that leap to being the team that wins this division. So
1: I I really hope there'd be a little better odds there too because I want to think the Bears had have a chance given that, you know, during the last 3 years, uh, all of Matt Nagy's years on, in his career, despite all the things we've said about the Bears, they have gone 8 and 8 the last 2 seasons with really bad quarterback play. Yeah. If Justin Fields brings it to a different level, I the defense rebounded a bit from 2019 last season, I still have confidence I like uh, the higher they made a defensive coordinator, I, you know, another uh, one of the Fangio disciples. Of, uh, blank on the name. Oh, Sean Desai. Yeah, like everything that he said about what they're trying to do reminds me a bit of Brandon Staley coming into the Rams. I don't. It's obviously a very different roster, but I I would be intrigued by the Bears if again the odds, like you said, they're just a little too high. Like it's like they're 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 jumping on the optimism I think of all Bears fans right now, and everyone wants to bet on their team and those kind of things. So you you do kind of play to the hype a bit. But I honestly do feel like <laughs> I won't be shocked if they because the, the Vikings are very much as much as they you feel like if the Packers do trade Aaron Rodgers, they become the favorite, but not by like a lot. Like the Bears have yeah. played them pretty well overall. Um, it's uh, yeah, the Green Bay thing, even I think because of those the Vikings and Bears, maybe not exactly being like this is our kind of year to make that kind of jump back. Uh, maybe I'd still feel good about the Packers if Aaron's there, even with all the drama possibly going down behind the scenes. Uh, I just think they have enough talent, and I don't think he's gonna, if if he's playing, taking the field for the Packers. I don't think Aaron's gonna p- purposely like just be nonchalant. I think he's gonna, if anything, go out on top, try to go out on top before you know demanding a trade again. So we'll see about what happens there. I just the Bears, it's I, I don't know. Like I just think like you look at the quarterback play that they've had. And I guess it does depend on how quickly they move on to Justin Fields uh, from Andy Dalton. I hope it's quick because, and I, I think the the urgency that the coaching in the front office, they maybe they did buy themselves a more than just one year because of they want to see how this all pans out. But I do think there's going to be some urgency to get him on the field, especially if he's, I don't think it's going to, it's not like this is Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. And that's a, a common uh, uh, kind of equivalence that I've seen a lot of people on podcasts and on Twitter make about the situation in terms of like a, a possible starting quarterback and then a placeholder guy that, you know, in the case of the Chiefs, like it worked out great with Alex Smith. But who knows if if, if, if Mahomes uh, was inserted in at the end of, end of that 2017 season, maybe the Chiefs don't lose to the Titans in the first round. Maybe they actually make another run given how uh, good apparently he looked in practice. So, I mean, I don't think the Bears are in that case. Like, I don't think we're seeing Andy Dalton playing anywhere close to what Alex Smith was doing that year. I think if Justin Fields looks superb in in, uh in practice and he clearly the better option i don't think the bears will hesitate uh to put him in at least i hope not um and they become a team that i i just want those odds to look a little bit better i want it to be like confirmed that aaron's staying but then it's also like you're worried about that drama and then the odds for the bears drop then i might just kind of put a little bit on it just because it it is fun too to see what's going to happen in chicago uh maybe i'm sleeping a bit on the vikings i just I, i like Kirk cousins a lot it's just they're and they did – again, they, they keep nailing these drafts in my opinion, but it's a lot of – they might have two rookies starting on the left side of the offensive line if, if they do not both immediately succeed. Kirk Cousins is a guy that with the blind side not being uh, safe, it, it does not usually end up looking too good for Minnesota.
0: I was going to say I, I think the, I would like the Vikings right now, but then I just pulled up the schedule. I don't love their schedule at all. Like I think their schedule is pretty tough. Um, because they get they get the NFC West, Mm -hmm. and
1: this whole division gets kind of (laughs) yeah. So and and I
0: think they they run into the problem where AFC North. They also get the yes the AFC North and they get the Cowboys. Um, I'm trying to see what the other teams are that they get that are outside of those. Um, let's see who is it. Uh, I don't know, but it's it's not easy. So I think that's Mm -hmm. that's one of the issues. I think I have with the Vikings right now, although they, I guess they do get, you know, they get the Bengals and the Panthers. So those are two teams that are probably considered lower um, outside of, you know, the range of teams. I don't know, but that's, that's the only hesitancy I have with the Vikings is I think certainly if Aaron Rodgers gets traded, the Vikings number is going to go from plus 260 to probably the favorite maybe. Um, So Uh if you look at it that way, like (laughs) that's the thing to consider. Um, yeah, so it's like if you're going to pull, you know, if you're going to pull a bet here on one of these teams, I don't know the Vikings are the worst pick um just because their number could go from plus 260 to, you know, minus 105 or something if Rogers is traded. So I think that's. I don't know. This is yeah. one I, I'm probably staying away from. This one. Um, yeah, I'd,
1: I'd stay away. The thing is, like, if you're confident, again, like, it kind of goes to your Broncos one. Like, if you if you really do think the Packers are going to trade Aaron Rodgers, and you it is the time, I guess, to jump on the yeah. Vikings or Bears because their odds are only going to get worse for you if if that happens. Um,
0: don't jump on the, the Vikings. Lines.
1: The Vikings were a better than seven and nine in, in my opinion last year. They lost some weird games. Yeah. Um. And off as that's the thing again about. If you Compare offense to defense, usually offense is more consistent year to year in terms of where they rank in DVOA compared to defense, where it can tend to fluctuate. It's a bit harder to, to know based on so many different factors that hold into it. So, I guess I mean, they have some really great weapons, obviously, in Minnesota. There, there's reason to believe they'll be a solid team that's right in that 10 and 7 range. Um, so yeah, I think it, maybe this would be a decent time for Minnesota. I just Maybe I'm just more excited about what what could be with Justin Fields, but maybe it won't end up working out too well for the Bears. We'll see.
0: All right. We finished with the two most intriguing races, I think, on the board. Um, Let's go to the NFC East first. The Cowboys, plus 130. Washington, Mm. plus 200. Giants, plus 400. The Eagles, plus 650. I don't – listen, I know the Eagles are in a bit of a transition, but – I think the Cowboys are the easy bet here to me. Um but maybe Washington I think there's value I'm not going to lie to you. Last year, I, I think like. there's value on everyone here. Like I don't even know how you come to that conclusion, but I think there's va- there's a lot of value here I think on everyone. Um because the Cowboys to me are are the favorite. But they are right now at plus 130, so they don't have, you know, they're not minus that they're they're plus money here. So Washington plus 200 I don't think is bad at all because I feel like Washington maybe, well, now nah, you don't know about the quarterback situation. Um, but like the Giants, I could see the Giants making a big leap, but I don't know. Boy, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Well, I mean, we know we're talking about it. We're talking about the NFC East, but um, yeah. I just, boy, I look at them like, are the Eagles going to be that bad to where they are, their numbers should be plus 650 in this division? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think right now, uh, boy, there is there is some good value in here. I think it's just, you got to pick and choose which, like you just said, you got to know which teams you feel strongly about because I think you're getting some decent value any either way on a lot of these. Um, but man, I, I still think the Cowboys at plus one thirty are a pretty decent yeah. choice just based on the fact that they, you know, are at plus money still at this point, and and I just. I feel like they're going to be the team to beat this division. Um, But you know what? I I don't think it's a bad one. Even at only plus 200, I think Washington is another one where it's like, I don't hate that at all either. Uh, Because, you know, for me, I want to focus on the plus money at this point. Like, I want to be like, Mm -hmm. okay, if I'm going to throw this away, I'm going to risk getting more, i mean, risk getting more back in the situation. Um, So, like, I don't, I don't hate either one of those two. But like I said, I don't, Something about the Giants, man. Like they really upgraded offensively. Um, the defense is is what you don't know about. But I I just think this is a, a fascinating situation here in terms of where these odds are at right now.
1: The the thing for me that is, yeah, I guess like you're saying, like all of them have some value in terms of where they are. I I look at it as like there's one team that has clearly the best quarterback, and it's the Cowboys. And it's like if without him getting injured with that serious injury last year with Dak, like, they probably still would have won the division, in my opinion, despite all of the other issues they had if he was playing. So, I mean, that, that goes for any, like we say all these teams, like the Chiefs are for sure going to win this division. The Bills, and it's like if their quarterback gets injured for the year, it, it changes everything. And I think that these odds would look a lot different if Dak had never got hurt. Um, I do know Washington's defense scares me, and I love watching them. I do know their offense is was finished last in DVOA last year. <laughs> so they still right. won the division. Yeah. Um, it's just those kind of things I on defense, as much as I still believe in what Washington has there, it's not as, again, easy to just be a top three defense every single season. Um, whereas I just see with Dak on the field, the weapons Dallas has, like, they're going to win some games. I still feel better about them. And I, that's why they are the favorite, I guess. The Giants, as you mentioned, I just I still don't, not uh, completely sold on Daniel Jones long-term. Um, obviously, they like you mentioned they make some upgrades they have some more weapons their offensive line is getting better i they still kept patrick Graham a defensive coordinator another uh, a team that really approved on that side of the ball they're intriguing to me at plus 400 uh but i i still just it's hard for me to like pick against Dak just because of the it's the quarter it's just like the other quarterbacks in this division like i don't really feel confident in daniel jones i'd like to see a lot more from jalen hurts before making a determination and then washington such a a wild card i guess like if Fitzpatrick just plays amazing, like if he just continues to be who he was in Miami, then then that gets a little more interesting um, uh, based on what they, they, they have some fun offensive pl- uh, players, obviously uh, Dianne Brown in the draft, but also signing Curtis Samuel, getting him back with some of those coach- uh, coaches from Carolina. I Man, I, it should be interesting for sure. Um, th- those two, I understand why they're the favorites, but I just, at the end of the day, it comes down to quarterbacks for me, at the, even with all the other issues Dallas has had. Uh, and I think if Dak stays healthy, the the Cowboys are—I think they should win the division, even with all the other issues they have.
0: Yep. I'm probably putting some money on the Cowboys right now. I think that they're—even—because, <laughs> uh, again, I, I think their Cowboys odds only get better. So that's the way yeah. I look at it, and I'm thinking, all right, Cowboys may be a maybe a play here. Um, even though, like I said, I, I'm intrigued just because if it— you know just having nfc east as the label on this division is automatically yeah, gonna, it's, it's going to be chaos <laughs> like so um so i so i'm at least intrigued by everyone else knowing that there's probably going to be some chaos in this division uh, but we wrap up with what i think is and from a betting standpoint is the hardest to predict in the mm-hmm. nfl going into next season no surprise the nfc west um which this is just this is fascinating the rams plus 200 Niners plus 200 Seahawks plus 300 Cardinals plus 425. I mean, that's almost as close as it can get when you're talking about trying to, um, you know, figure out how to bet a division. I mean, this is, this is something here because uh, I'll be honest with you. I think the one that I'm like, I feel like I don't love in terms of the value. It's the Niners. Like I don't know that, man. Cause right, like I'm I just, so bullish
1: on them, and I shouldn't be as a well, Rams fan,
0: But <laughs> I just listen. The the quarterback situation to me, I'm I'm not sure about. Like I don't know how that plays out. Um, even with Jimmy G, like I I don't know how that plays out. So I don't love that from that standpoint. Um, man, but it's like, right, let's let's just do this. Do you think the Cardinals have a shot at winning the division?
1: uh i think they have a shot i think that's why they're an intriguing one in terms of like if everything i, I would like their odds to be a little better again it's yeah. <laughs> saying this that, like the plus 425 i'm like that should be like 550 and then maybe i would do something about it because everyone is going to beat up each other yeah um but yeah i think they have a shot but they do have uh, according to based on the projected uh, forecast of win totals they have the toughest schedule here and that's our, there's a reason for it. It's because they have to play those other three teams twice.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, hmm, I think the Rams are the favorite. I agree with that. Um, I, I'm kind of with you on the Cardinals. I'm thinking it's interesting to see them sitting there and it's like, you're still, you know, if it, if it works, you know, you're getting paid out, you know, quadruple the the, the money and, and it works out fine for you, but I don't love them enough. I think to, to go that route just yet. Um, to me, the Rams are the favorite. I, I don't know why I'm the Niners. I don't know what it is. I'm just not... <laughs> I'm not there yet on the Niners. Um, I, I'm not sure why, but I just... I don't think I'm there yet on them. Um, so, I... I think the Rams, to me, are, are the pick right now. Do This is one where, as you can tell, like I'm probably staying away from betting any of these at the moment because it's just the numbers are too close together. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I think the Rams are what I would if I was going to, I think the Rams make sense um, at that range. But I think I think this is one of those where these numbers are going to fluctuate so much that it's really hard to know where to go here in May versus when the season kicks off and what those numbers are going to be in September.
1: Yeah, I mean I get like you're saying, I would not place the bet now, but if I had if you gave me a hundred dollars and said you have to bet on one of the one of these teams right now, who'd you do? I'd probably just do Seattle based on the quarterback play. I know it's yeah. a really simplistic way to put it, but that kind of is what happened last year. And the fact that they they still have a lot of question marks, but there's a lot of things that Russell Wilson can do to get you out of those situations. I I would think about both I mean, the Rams, as much as I'm excited for this season and excited to see what what they can do with Jared Goff. Again, they didn't make any additions to the offensive line. I don't know how much that hurts them this year, but in the future I could see it hurting them. It really, that chemistry between McVay and Stafford has to develop quickly. I think that's what them getting that on track, uh, getting Stafford, uh, you know, adapting some of the things he did well in Detroit, taking on what, what uh, McVay has done well and making it all blend together will be key because I don't expect the Rams to, to finish, you know, as the number one, at least in traditional stats, defense, fourth in DVOA. Uh, again, they, they, as much as they have a lot of talented guys, they lost a lot of really important players at at every level of the roster. Um, on their defense that I, you know, there's guys I'm intrigued about guys that got injured. There were young players last season. Some of the safeties that are going to have to step up. They sure obviously Jordan Fuller really was great. Terrell Burgess before he got hurt was really solid. They have guys that are ready to fill those roles, but I just, the the offense has to take a jump from last year because the defense, I just don't think it's going to be as dominant no matter if it's still a good defense. Um, it's hard for me to say they're the favorite though because again it's just all three of these it's 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 such an even part and that's also partly why I would if I had to make a bet on Seattle because they have the best odds and I really think it's a 33% chance almost for each of these teams. Uh, again the Cardinals are a little sneaky um but I, the odds I don't love where they are. I think they need to be a little lower for me to take that bet. San Francisco has without it with like easily based on forecasted win totals the easiest schedule in the NFL. So that is something that that's I would true. take take yeah. into account. Um they also I mean, they, they, the different opponents, I forget who exactly they are, but different than the Rams in Seattle just because they finished down there at the bottom of the division really helped them. And in this case, they obviously had all those injuries. And when Jimmy Garoppolo's been healthy, they've been a pretty good offense. And the thing is, I, maybe I'd feel better about them if they had a guy that I feel like in Justin Fields in year one can like just jump on the field and probably look really good in the Kyle Shanahan offense. I think Trey Lance might have a higher ceiling eventually if they really unlock everything he can possibly do. Um, but maybe not immediately, and that's the part that scares me. I'm like, if if the Niners, uh, if if Jimmy continues to struggle with injuries, how ready is Trade to get get thrown into the fire there immediately? Maybe he'll be great, and I, I, you know, maybe all that potential will be unlocked quickly. But that's part of it that is concerning. Just and they also their corner depth. I know they kept a lot of their corners from last year, but they have they're relying a lot on some guys like Jason Ret to stay healthy. I don't know how that's going to really pan out. Also, we haven't seen this defense without Robert Sala. Now he's gone, and I know there's the same thing happened with the Rams with Brandon Staley. So that there's there's some more uncertainty with the Rams and, and uh, Niners, I guess, for me, which is even though Seattle, <laughs> every year I feel like we're kind of like, eh, the roster could be definitely better. But then Russell Wilson just finds a way to win 10, 11 games and win the division. So it's, uh, like you said, the hardest one to pick um, at this point in my mind. I think you have potentially again. I mean, last year I guess we, they only ended up having two playoff teams. Easily could have had three. I think you could see it if they, if some of these guys stay healthy, three playoff teams from the NFC West. Because again, I mean, there's a reason that. Then I mean, you look at the total NFC odds. The, I think the Rams, yeah, the Rams and Niners are tied for the second highest odds in the NFC to make the Super Bowl. That's that's crazy. I, even with the Packers stuff, I'm like, I, I think those two teams can be solid, but but then I can't really make a great argument for anyone else uh, to be above them. Maybe Seattle should be even in my mind, but I, I can't really make a good argument for anyone else to be above them in the NFC other than the Packers if Aaron's there.
0: Thanks, but no thanks on this division right now from a betting standpoint. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want any part of it in terms of uh, – I just don't know that there's enough value on any of them because I'm just too undecided on who's going to win this thing. Uh, so there you go. There's a look at the uh, all the division futures as they stand right now. I think the worst bet on the board is very easily the Texans at plus 2,200. <laughs> um, the best on the board – I think it's the Cowboys plus 130. Um, I know you're not getting a ton there, um, but I think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC East. And but look, you're talking to the guy who picked the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl last year, so um, and we saw how that turned out. So um, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I just <laughs> I think they should be very good. Um, so I think the Cowboys probably for me the best. Just in terms, like I said, I'm I'm gonna Calier, lean. Yeah. I'm gonna lean towards the plus money at this point. Vikings, I would put as maybe a a sneaky second. Although I would I I would like that number to be higher though. I think at plus two sixty. I I'd love them to be in the bear spot at like plus three twenty five. Then maybe I feel a little bit better about it. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's where I stand on those right now. So, um, I don't think Dylan's betting on the Texans either. So I, I the weirdest good.
1: the weirdest division in terms of like if and I obviously don't hope anything like this happens. Really would love every quarterback to stay healthy. But out of the divisions where the weirdest one, if, if, like, the top quarterback got hurt is the NFC South. I'd almost think the Falcons would have a shot. Yeah, true, true. Like, if everything kind of comes together with Carolina quickly, they have a lot of interesting guys and coaches. So, man, that's a weird – that's a division where I don't think the Saints, in my mind, should be the second-highest team. I just – I have a lot, of, a lot of questions, I guess. But after that, like you're saying, the best plus bets, I mean, maybe the Titans. But that's, like, I don't have a ton of certainty there. Uh, outside of the ones you already said, like, yeah, the Cowboys and the Vikings, for me, are probably – Two of the safer ones, they're obviously not that huge uh, of in the plus territory. The Bears, I'd like it to be a bit better, and then I would probably say them. Um, and see, I think Seattle's still not a terrible one. And there's some books where I think I was looking at uh, Sports Betting Dime. They had some drafting odds, and I think it was plus 350 for Seattle. So there's some, depending on where you look, right. you might be able to find some better, uh, better odds. And obviously – Definitely do your scouting before just laying down any on any site. Make sure you find the site that gives you the best chance.
0: Yeah, well, if you if you're betting on the Falcons, I hope you have a big bankroll because um, (laughs) otherwise, don't don't put it all in the Falcons. Yeah, their
1: defense is going to be no, but I agree with you. Like their offense with Arthur Smith and the talent they have.
0: (laughs) That's a flyer like you're going to put if you put out a couple of flyers like that's one that would make sense, as I mentioned, with like the Patriots or the Dolphins or teams like that, um, potentially, or, you know, if you feel confident about the Steelers, they're at plus three. You know what I mean? Like those are those are ones you really kind of look at and say, all right, if I'm if I know I'm probably not winning this one, but I'm still okay just to take that chance. Again, you're going to do that on teams like that versus probably, you know, the Raiders or the you know Texans yeah. or teams like that. So, um, yes, that that is worth considering. And as you said, it is important to know uh, that, yes, you could probably find better odds on some of these elsewhere. So you have to shop around uh, to get the best ones, especially if you're doing division of futures like that's That's a very important aspect because um, value is everything when it comes to those so uh there you go there are some early thoughts uh which i'm sure you know big trade will happen and there'll be injuries and we'll completely change our minds on these a month from now but um, that's where it stands right now but uh, dylan we've got everything covered off season wise over clutch points i don't know nba playoffs uh yes. now also uh about to get into full swing so uh, let everybody know where they can find all that
1: Yeah, on ClutchPoints.com, and the NFL section, you can still read that we still have a lot of draft fallout uh, coverage, starting to look more at also the breakout players uh, potentially for each team in the NFL, obviously covering all the news and rumors. Hopefully, there'll be a bit more coming up here. As we mentioned, not a a ton happening on the news front for the NFL, but plenty on the NBA side, yeah, with the the playing games. and, and. playoffs starting this weekend you can follow all those games in the clutch points app we have all the in-depth coverage on our website obviously mlb games too. you can follow in the app and uh coverage on the website a lot of betting previews for baseball now and in, in addition to all, every single playoff game for the nba uh so for those if you just search nba odds and if uh, or mlb odds on the website you can re- uh, find all that and yeah hopefully and hopefully we get some more news by <laughs> next week but otherwise we, we can always stick to the betting angle here
0: somebody like. trade somebody <laughs> that's all we ask um uh yes check everything not for out six round therapy <laughs> yes it's not, not
1: like some minor
0: trade <laughs> g- g- give us something significant on the trade front um yeah check everything out of clutch points it's all there and be sure to subscribe to the podcast any podcast app you use uh you can find us on there and uh, thank you as always to the fine folks at blue wire for all they do and thank you so much for listening we'll talk to you guys next time here on establish the past podcast